What's up, everybody? Welcome to Log On Games Weekly for Friday, August the 14th. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about Halo uh, and its delayedness and what that what that means for Xbox and PlayStation. Um, we got some Spider-Man PS5 news. We got Fall Guys, hot off the press Fall Guys, blowing the world up right now. So we got some news on that. And um, as we record this today, uh, Epic Games has decided to blow up the entire mobile app industry. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. <laughs> um, with me on the podcast today... You can find him on social medias at G Man. We have Jason with us. How's it going? I have my drum kit right beside me. I should... <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jason? How's it, how's it been? How's life? It's been good. Uh, I have thought today was Friday for most of the day, so like I have to go to sleep and then go to work one more day. But, you know, other than that disappointment, it's been pretty great. That happened to me a couple of weeks ago where I could have sworn like all day it was Tuesday, but it was like a Friday. I was like, this yeah. is strange. Super strange. But you know what? COVID, all the days just kind of run together now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like working from home. It's like, uh, what day is it? <laughs> Today, as we record this, is the 13th, a Thursday. So not Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be confusing for our listeners. I'm, t- I'm a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> we're time traveling we knew we know what we could just guess on what's going to happen tomorrow and then just we'll do like five podcasts all just guessing what's going to happen the next week and then if something happens we just upload it and we're the first ones that's our new plan but also with us today you can follow him on social media at Boken with brown we have andrew another andrew on the podcast we get two andrews let me hit some symbols so since there's two of us, I might – this actually is a Scott um, Pilgrim reference. I might be Nega Andrew to you, right? You might. You could be Nega Andrew. I could be Nega Andrew. <laughs> he certainly tells he's, he's a real good guy. We're going to get brunch. Exactly. See? <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get going here, I don't know if you knew this, Andrew, but we have a giveaway going on right now. Ooh. Big, big money. Big money over here. You know the Log On Games crew over here spending prime money for your fans. No, not really. Uh, but you can win a $20 PSN or Xbox gift card depending on where you are or which one you want. Um, basically, if you're listening, all you have to do is subscribe to our podcast on any of your podcast services that you want to. Um, whatever your favorite one is, you subscribe to us on there. And just make a post about it. It can be on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It can be a story. Or however you want to do it, just make sure you tag us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure you tag us so I see it. And uh, if you're listening to this on Friday the 14th, we're picking the or Saturday before I pick. We're picking the winner Saturday, August 15th. Uh, so we've had, I don't know, maybe like uh, eight to ten entries or something like that so far. So you still have time if you're listening to this to get in on it. And if you want an extra... Uh, whatever, an extra entry into the giveaway, you can rate us five stars. Don't rate us one star. I don't know if I'd... I put just rate, but I don't know if you rate us one star if that counts. I feel like that would hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> right, rate Why us five stars that? on Apple. 
I don't know how anybody would have anything but greatness to say about this podcast is beyond me. We're a six-star podcast. We're a six-star podcast. Email Apple and say, we need a six-star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But if you're on Apple, you can rate us five stars. If you're not, if you just share us, um, that'll get you an extra entry. So if you share the Spotify link or Tidal or wherever you're listening to this on, you can uh, get an extra entry. Um, but this is Log On Games Weekly. The podcast has all the news and hot topics from the gaming world that you need to know about. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, so much more. We're even on ouchthathurts.com. They do a lot of gaming and music kind of stuff, and so we've partnered up with them. And there's also a bunch of other gaming podcasts on that website as well, uh, so check them out. Um, but yeah, you can follow us at Log On Games on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can send us messages, get us tweet. I think we have maybe three-ish. I have to look. I didn't put this on the outline. I should have, but I'm a bad boy. Uh, three-ish tweet, uh, Twitter, Instagram questions for this episode. Um, most of them are pretty much exactly what you think, but I will read them when we get to one which I, I think we have. I think we're at one right now. I think the first thing on our weekly news is is one so let me just take a look at twitter here let me make sure i'm not talking out my butthole the tweeters the old tweeters i think it was the first one i don't remember i feel terrible now i'm a terrible human being five stars five stars (laughs) (laughs) six stars um okay i found one i found him i found it all right, so we're going to go into the weekly news here. We're going going to talk a little bit about Fall Guys. They had a patch come up on Twitter. Uh, I made the post if we had any questions or topics as we recorded this. And at Mr. Parmy says, thoughts on Fall Guys? Question mark. So have either of y'all played Fall Guys yet or watched videos or whatever? I have watched videos of it like like a child would look out their window, like caressing the window, <laughs> wishing they were they were out there doing it. Like I have not had any time to really like jump into it myself, but I've watched other people play it like while in the background at work. And I'm like, this looks amazing. This is just pure it's, fun. Yeah. The first time I played it, it, it's like, it's free on, on PlayStation plus, which is what I'm playing on. It's sold like over 2 million copies already on steam. So it's, it's lighting the world up right now. It's basically if Mario party was a battle royale. Just take the Mario Party, some of the Mario Party mini games. Like I don't know how many mini games there are. Maybe, I think it's like twenty, twenty-five, some, somewhere in there. Um, throw them all in one playlist. Battle Royale. Let's go. That's kind of that's kind of how it is, and it's super fun, especially when you're playing with friends. But um, yeah, my initial impressions are very fun. That's all I can say. That's all I can say on the matter. Um, but there is a patch that came out today. Thank God, because it had. It's one of those like scenarios, kind of like what Rocket League had, or uh, I don't know. I, can, I know there's more games. I just can't think of any where a game comes out and they didn't expect for it to be as big as it was, so they have like a bajillion issues with servers and bugs and all that kind of stuff. Same idea here. I don't think they expected how popular it was going to be, um, but it was very popular. So patch notes. Um. Party issues, bug fixes, a lot of bug fixes on here that I'm that I'm looking at. Um, they added a new mini game. Um, 
I think bug fixes and stuff like that. It says just random stuff. Fix fix physics behaving um, erratically at high frame rate levels on tiptoe. So just like random stuff like that, which needed to be fixed. Um, but super into it. If you're on PlayStation, you have PS Plus. It's free download. Come play with us. Let me. I want to know why you. people are cheating in the game. It's so. It's uh, just. It's supposed to be just. You know, just fun, just lighthearted. Why are people cheating? Because winning is fun, Andrew. Ah oh, man. Apparently, they they banned a ton of people today. That like when this patch came out, it also did they they banned an insane amount of cheaters. So good. Yeah. I don't know if, if this counts. There's one game where you're not supposed to like jump on a ledge. Um, but if you jump on somebody's head, you can get up on this ledge and you pretty much win the game. I may have done that one time. <laughs> don't don't knock me out, Fall Guys. You didn't mean I to, to try right? I just wanted right. to try it. I mean, we tried to do it on purpose and then it didn't work. <laughs> so I had to run all the way across and then I just jumped on a random person's head and got up there. And I was like, hey, I'm up here. But I don't think that counts cheating. I didn't really do it, but I did it. I only did it one time. Don't don't hurt me, Fall Guys. I love your game. Um, moving on here, Apex Season 6 is upon us. Um, speaking of Battle Royale's Hyperscape, oh, I didn't put this. Hyperscape came out on console this last week. Played it for a little bit, um, but I'm, a, I'm kind of bigger into Apex and... Hyperscape is is it's something else. It does a lot of cool things personally. I think it does a lot of really cool things, but um it doesn't do like it doesn't come together as a whole like kind of like Fortnite or Apex does in my opinion or Warzone. But um if you are an Apex player, season 5 end date is August the 17th, which is Monday, I think. Yeah. Um, so make sure you get your battle pass and all that kind of stuff ready to go. Um, season six will start August the 18th. Where And if you're listening to this podcast, um, then Apex has already had their reveal trailer for season six. So Friday, August the 14th. I don't remember what time, but if you're listening to this, odds are it's out. Um, they have a gameplay reveal trailer. They have a new character. I think there's a new weapon. Um, so you can go check that out and uh and have fun times moving on here let's get to some next gen stuff before we hit up we kind of have two topics like of of the weeks of the show i guess because apple decided apple and google and fortnite decided to have their own battle royale (laughs) but um miles morales um was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. I don't know if it was on the cover or not, but it was in Entertainment Weekly, and they kind of had an interview with some of the devs or one of the devs about the game in and of itself, um, just confirming some stuff that have, that we've seen on Twitter and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of this article from GameSpot. He said, We really are completing this hero's coming of age in our game. It is a complete story. Uh, when we started crafting it, we realized we realized that with a little bit more of a compact storytelling style, we could tell a very emotional, impactful story that would fit really well as an experience that would take Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man Morales, Miles Morales and do justice to its character. So basically, this article just kind of said that, yeah, it's, it's a full-fledged game, still kind of on the... Um, length of uncharted lost legacy so i assume we're probably looking at somewhere between like a 
five to eight hour kind of game here. Um, but has a new screenshot. Got that ray tracing in the puddles. You know what I mean? Got to have those puddles with ray tracing in it. That looks really uh, good. Yep. Are you excited about this, Jason? Did you play the first Spider-Man? I didn't play the first one because honestly it, it didn't look crazy exciting to me. It's not my genre of game as much, but mm-hmm. as like a shorter bite sized game, that's like a good technical demo of the PS five. I am really considering picking this up. Like knowing that maybe, I can burn through it in like a weekend. Maybe you'll swing into it. You know, I might swing into swing it. Swing by, yeah. swing by and pick it up. With great power comes get it. great. Uh, I don't know. Great, Too tired. With great power comes comes ray tracing and ray tracing. Yes. Sixty frames. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. It could be. I'm hoping it shows off the PS5, but uh, I'm not necessarily usually like into that type of game as well. I do like open world games, but I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. People are like, oh, you didn't like the Batman games? I'm like, I'm not a huge Batman fan. But this game is kind of like the Batman games. It's just Spider-Man. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I like Spider-Man. I'm not a huge Batman person, so I'll play it. But yeah, I get it. it doesn't really do anything new as far as like open world genre, storytelling, anything anything like that. It's just a solid Spider-Man story and solid gameplay. It's kind of that's kind of how it is, uh, which is really all you need for for a character like like any kind of superhero character, as long as it's just like solid and it doesn't suck, it's going to sell like hotcakes. So super excited about that. Andrew, are you, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. What are your feelings right now of like just PS five and Xbox in general? Are you, are you planning on picking one up like at launch? Or are you going to wait? Is there any games that are tickling your fancy on the PS five? Um, PS five. Definitely. Uh, because uh, Xbox, the first-party games are going to be on PC, I'm not going to get an Xbox. Um, I originally was going to get Godfall, like, first and foremost, but then I found Mm -hmm. out that was coming on PC as well. Um, Miles Morales, I think, will be a definite pickup for me. Definitely. You're going to pick up Miles Morales? Like, physically pick him up? Yes. Are you you a Spider-Man fan? Honestly, like probably my favorite superhero of all, of all time. There you go. So you saw that Spider Verse then. So yes. what we need oh, yes. is the Spider Verse suit in Miles Morales PS5. That's what we need. It's That's what I, the world wants. I, I bet you it's going to be in there. I bet you. It should be. I mean, uh, the, the Spider Man PS4 game had a ton of suits. Um, so you would assume that Miles Morales may not have as many, but it should have like maybe five or six or something like that. So. I'm hoping on it, banking on it. And if it's not there, I'm going to trade it in and sell my PS5. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, let's move on. We got basically kind of two topics of the show here, but we are going to talk a little bit about Apple and Google and Fortnite right now. And some of this is going to be news to me as I don't know most of the updates, but I'm going to attempt to blow through this jason if you know more about this while i'm reading just stop me and be like no this is stupid okay (laughs) so for those of you that are listening to this podcast that are unaware of what have happened today um fortnite and epic games basically v bucks is their micro micro transaction like money so you get v bucks and you can buy skins and all that junk inside of fortnite 
So they pretty much dropped the price 20% across the board. So mobile platforms, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, basically anywhere you can play Fortnite, they've dropped the price across the board. Um, However, on mobile, specifically iOS, Android, um, they take a chunk. They take 30%, at least for Apple. They take 30% fee for the V-Buck purchases, which is a good chunk of money. I mean, that's 20% more than you're supposed to give God. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know know what Apple's trying to prove here. God takes 10% and Apple's taking 30%. I mean, that's 40% of your money that's gone. How are we supposed to survive? Trump's not doing anything to help us. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so, (laughs) but yeah, they take 30%. So, in order to kind of combat this, um, they made a where you could pay Epic directly. So there's a screenshot. If you're listening to this, obviously you can't see it, but basically a screenshot that says if you're buying a thousand V bucks, it's nine ninety nine. If you buy it on uh, through paying through Apple, seven ninety nine, so two dollars off. If it goes uh, directly to Epic, um, Apple is not happy about this because Apple likes money. So they took down Fortnite, and oh boy, did it happen then. Uh, Fortnite or Epic Games this had to me at least and I will get y'all's takes in a second but to me this had to have been a planned thing because it was like as soon as they took down the game it was like here comes a 65 page document suing Apple uh, online and the infamous commercial the 1960 whatever commercial uh, 84 84, that's what it is Uh, 1984 commercial they pretty much ripped off which was when Apple was kind of um, coming into the personal computer market, and they, they're, you know, it was all about taking down IBM. So the commercial is basically portraying, you know, freedom in a way. Um, so basically, you buy a Mac, you have more freedom, you do more things, which is kind of what Fortnite's doing now with the commercial, but just all Fortnite-fied, saying kind of the same thing. Little, little jab at Apple there. Um, so there's been a million updates, and there is so much to read on this. Um, but apparently, since the last time I saw it, now Google has also taken down. Um, Jason, I'm going to just pass it to you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do right now is just pass it to you. Yeah, so I actually find this topic super interesting because you know you have massive, massive companies all really just like fighting each other over something kind of trivial, but also worth millions of dollars. Um, Like at the end of the day, it's like who gets their, their portion of the cut, but yeah. So no, you gave a a pretty quick synopsis of what's going on there. So Fortnite, you know, introduced a direct payment method. And the big problem there is that, uh, you know, to be on the app store, any direct purchases, like any uh, paid apps or any in-app purchases, have to go through Apple's payment system and which they get a 30% cut. That's if it's a one-time purchase or a subscription. And that's just the way mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, if you have an iOS device, that's really your only way to get apps on there is to go through the app store. Um, and that 30% cut has been that way since the app store came out in 2008. So Fortnite was like, you know, we're, or Epic more specifically is like, you know, we're big, we're, we're bigger than this. We're going to introduce our own payment method. 
And it turns out even if you're Fortnite and you're the biggest thing going on right now, Apple will still take your app out of the App Store. Um, so that happened. And then Google did the same thing. Um, Fortnite has their direct payment method. And Google's terms of services say the same thing. They take a 30% cut um, and you go through their payment methods. The difference is that Google does not deter you from sideloading apps from other sources. They just uh, recommend like the security and everything from them, knowing that they're good sources if you go through their Google Play store. So on Google, you could theoretically still get Fortnite and they could still update it. You would just get it through a different source, like their website or something. Um, so, you know, Google's move isn't as big of a deal. Like, it's still a big deal. But it's yeah. not so, It's not the gonna, end of Fortnite on, on Android. I'm going to stop and give some listeners a little bit of context. That kind of basically what that means is the other news that came out a week ago about xCloud not coming to Apple or whatever, but it's coming to Android. That's kind of what it is. Like the reason that Apple and xCloud were at a tizzy is because Apple's like, well, we can't really monitor everything that xCloud does because it's with game pass. So they can just throw a game on there or whatever. Um, and the thing is, yeah, you could go on like the xCloud website, maybe download Halo Infinite when it comes out and then you have it like on your Android phone or on but for some reason Apple doesn't want to do that if that makes sense yeah so so Apple has kind of a double standard here they say they want to approve games that are apps that are like you download the one app and they're saying that if you have an app streaming service that is games like if you're streaming games they can't verify all the games are safe or above board or whatever which is kind of a double standard mm -hmm. because netflix is streaming you know amazon prime is yeah. streaming it's like you don't watch every piece of content there before you approve the app so there's a little bit of double standard going on um this is where uh let me get this out before we kind of you know pass it back but um what's really interesting about all this I think Epic is doing this more to stir the pot than anything because, like you said, with xCloud, uh, xCloud got de denied from iOS, but also Google Stadia, you can't play games on iOS there, and Facebook Correct. also got their gaming platform declined by Apple. So what we're seeing here, and this is a trend that actually started earlier with a smaller company, like a, a, a startup versus a several billion dollar established company, back at the beginning of the summer that tried to have a purchase system on their own that technically didn't violate the app store, but Apple said it did. And so they booted them out. And so that startup was, you know, effectively incredibly hampered compared to what they were expecting to do. So this has been an ongoing uh, issue for months now. And more and more of these huge multi-billion dollar companies are starting to dogpile on an Apple you know, obviously with the end goal of hoping that they'll reduce that number. Um, mm -hmm. And that number is also in the billions of dollars. So when, when you factor in everyone's purchases. So really what we're seeing here is, uh, to lack a b better term, you know, it's a proverbial pissing contest. Like everyone's trying to throw their weight around to get the other companies to change their in-place policies. Correct. And it's very Andrew, public. Andrew, what 
when you woke up today, did you think that you were going to see Epic Games and Fortnite go against Apple and Google? Because I did not. No, I, absolutely not. And going back to what you were saying, it's like Epic had to know what they were doing. You know, if if you know the the contract was breached or you know whatever, like they they knew what they were doing. They knew there was going to be some type of backlash. So like I just. I just want to know their thought process, you know, deciding to do this and then going through this and then seeing Apple's reaction. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. so Tim Sweeney, who is the CEO of Epic Games, if you go on his Twitter page from a week ago when all the Xbox versus Apple stuff was taking place, he was not he was tweeting about how terrible it was. He was retweeting people that were giving Apple crap and stuff like that. So so I got something's been brewing in his mind and his heart for quite a while. So yeah, I agree. This had this. I don't know if he planned this a week ago. As someone who has been a part of at least one contract that had a bunch of money involved, it takes quite a long time for a sixty-five page document to be made and checked by everybody. So this had to have been a a plan in the making for quite some time. Yeah, this is a premeditated, like, stirring the pot. Correct. Um, this the last update that GameSpot has. I'm going to refresh it because you never know. Okay, yeah, the last one. Epic is not stopping at Apple. They've now filed suit against Google to the 63-page document. Opens up with a statement about Google's 1998 motto, Don't Be Evil, alleging that the company has... Relegated its motto to nearly an afterthought and is using its size to do evil upon competitors, innovators, customers, and users in a slew of markets to grow and monopolize. So they have now officially done the same thing. And I want to read, I did not read this entire freaking 60 plus page thing that they sent Apple that they tweeted out or someone tweeted out. I don't remember who it was, but I did read some of it. And I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this. Um, let me find it again. I think it's like six and the sixth and seventh thing. So, like, for those of you unfamiliar with or think that Epic is, you don't, you know, out for money or whatever, this was probably the more interesting things of what I've read. So, Article Six of this gigantic Apple document says, Epic brings this suit to ends Apple to end Apple's unfair and anti-competitive actions that Apple undertakes to unlawfully maintain its monopoly to two distinct multi-billion dollar markets, the app, the iOS app distribution market and the iOS in-app payment process market. Epic is not seeking monetary compensation from this court for the injuries it has suffered, nor is Epic seeking favorable treatment for itself, uh, a single company. Instead, Epic is seeking injunctive relief to allow fair competition in these two key markets that directly affect hundreds of millions of consumers and tens of thousands, if not more, third-party app developers. So they're literally doing this to just blow up the entire system is basically how I see this, which I think as someone who is recording this on a MacBook Pro with my iPhone XR beside me, I think this is probably one of the coolest things that's happened this year. <laughs> I can't wait for the movie. That's <laughs> the the um, other crazy thing about this 
is that Steam, uh, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, and I believe Switch, but I don't know that one for sure, all of those take a 30% cut as well. So it's not like Apple is way out of line with the industry. It's like it's like they got targeted and people, I think, are just trying to get them to, to budge because they're under the most pressure right now. It's it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I was... I didn't look it up, but yeah, I was wondering what percentage uh, like PlayStation, Xbox, and that kind of stuff take because I don't have Fortnite downloaded on PlayStation. I thought about downloading it just to go in and look, but I saw somebody post a screenshot. It wasn't like the same like it like the screenshot was on iOS, which is like we have an Epic payment that's two dollars cheaper, and then you have the Apple payment. It was just normal across the board. So I was like, I don't know, maybe PlayStation and Xbox just don't take as much money, or or what the deal was. Yeah, it's typically about the same. From what I understand, you can negotiate like someone like Fortnite could negotiate um, with the other stores, but Apple is is stuck for everyone. Like if you try and buy Spotify yeah. Premium on an iPhone, it's three dollars a month more than it is if you go to Spotify's website and try and sign up. Um, wow. Like everyone, you know, works around this rule, um, and there's zero leverage in it for the for the app developer well this is so what is the end goal here for (laughs) epic do you think i think the end goal is honestly just to add fire to the the already going conversation in hopes that apple will lower that percentage from 30 um you know whether it be 25 or what because once it's lowered in any capacity, everyone's going to say, look, Apple did it. Every other store needs to match it. Um, yeah. I think really the, the end goal is to get Apple to budge and to set a precedent for the rest of the industry. Um, the problem is Apple last year reported that they made about 50 billion or there, that there was about 50 billion in transactions from the App Store, which is about 15 billion for Apple. So if you cut that, you know, even from 30 to 25%, they're losing $2.5 billion, which is, that's a lot of money, you know? That's, that's a little bit of money. Yeah, um, it's, not just, it's not just them losing that. It's with this and xCloud all like, and maybe there's more piling on top. Next yeah. time someone gets a phone it may or a tablet or something like that, they may not go Apple. Yeah. And the, the thing on from Apple's end is obviously they want to keep their, their people happy, but they are a publicly traded company. And like, you know, the role of a publicly traded company is to be as profitable as possible, which mm. for the kids that came here looking for their weekly Fortnite news, they picked the wrong week. Like, <laughs> we're getting a we're getting a business lesson here, kids. <laughs> But no. So how I understand it is if if you have Fortnite on your phone right now, you can still play it. But if like yes, if if whenever the next season comes out or they do a, a patch or an update for anything, like you're screwed. Most likely, that is that is correct. Uh, Apple won't remove apps that have already been installed on a device. Um, but yeah, like you said, when an update eventually comes out that throws it out of sync, then. Um, then Which be I wouldn't be surprised if they already like this is wave one. Wave two is going to be the biggest update Fortnite's ever existed, <laughs> just for this moment right here. Who knows? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no words. Andrew, you have any other words on this? I honestly don't think Apple cares if they lose Fortnite. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I know you were saying the you know the two billion loss, but they're juggernauts. Like I, them just pulling Fortnite just says big yip to us. Honestly, yeah, it's uh, that's true. It's just I want I wonder if in a year from now or six months from now, if they see their like cause the new iPhones are going to be coming out in September probably or whenever they usually do this fall. Um, I wonder if they see a dip in sales year over year from the last iPhones or iPads or whatever because Fortnite because of this Fortnite thing and because of the X Cloud and even Stadia to an extent even though you know that's a lot smaller market but Maybe they, you know, maybe the new phones come out and they see, well, we, you know, we're down six, seven, eight percent or whatever. And maybe it's because of what of Fortnite or maybe it's because people like they want X Cloud or whatever. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure by this time next week, we'll have a, a lot more stuff that's gone down. Yeah. That's see, what, the- you, what you don't know is behind the scenes. Uh, Apple's getting the Fall Guys mobile exclusive. <laughs> That's what you don't know. You don't know about that. <laughs> that would be that, just another, you know, just another part of that movie, man. It's going to be a crazy movie one day. <laughs> this is going to become Fall a movie Guys. one day. Fall Guys exclusive Apple app. My goodness. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm just trying to read a little bit of this GameSpot update, as it says. I mean, Talking I honestly about- think whatever whatever happens with Fortnite, I think it will be back on the App Store before the end of the month and back on Google Play before the end of the month. Like, I, I think this is more of a protest than it is a actual plan of changing the direction of their business. Um, yeah. I, I will give it to Epic Games, though. Like, they're one of the few companies that could do something like this. Yeah. Um, at least in the gaming, you know, in the gaming realm. Uh, and I hope it works. Best case scenario, it works. We get not only Fortnite back, but we get a deal worked out with xCloud and stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of the middle of PS4's life cycle where mm-hmm. Switch and Xbox and everybody else were super into crossplay, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can do crossplay, and PlayStation was like, we're not doing crossplay. Uh, and then they slowly, you know, started to do crossplay. But yeah, um, that's kind of what this reminds me of a little bit. Yeah, this is a very weird hill for Apple to die on when it comes to like declining stuff. Like the payments thing, I I kind of understand. Apple's kind of have their terms, but like XCloud and Stadia and all this, it's just a very weird hill to die on. I think people are are just trying to push them to, to make a little bit of progress because for a company that, you know, says they're so forward thinking, this is just completely backwards from, from where the rest of the industry is. But when you become such a giant corporation and you just have all this money, things like that typically tend to happen. That's the, that's the, also the, the kind of beautiful thing about that 1984 ad they did is they're right. It was, like it's, so it's stupid, <laughs> but it's they're right. Like Apple has become the company still, they were making fun of. 
Is it still just live? I know on Twitter it was just live playing on a loop. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know if that was just a Twitter thing or that was on Twitch. I know they were showing it in Fortnite. It, I think it's just playing on a loop somewhere for forever, maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's just always there. Yeah, it's still live right now. It's just playing on a loop. It's their pinned tweet. It's really funny. Yeah, I, I saw that trailer and I was like, okay. You have the documents, you have the trailer, you had everything ready to go today. This was the day of reckoning. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll have some more information for you guys next week. We'll give you guys an update on this. Um, we have another topic here that broke this week. Big time news for next gen and specifically Xbox Series X as Halo gets delayed. I'm reading this from TheVerge.com. Um, basically if you're late to the bus, Halo tweeted this out. I'm not going to read all of it. Basically Halo has been delayed. They said there's a, uh, multiple factors that contributed to the development challenges, including COVID and blah, blah, blah. They're still working hard to get it out, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, uh, they came out on a separate post, Xbox did, and, and basically gave a month for um, the Series X launch and saying November, that they're still planning on having Series X come out in November. There's also been a lot of leaks of controller warranties and all that kind of stuff kind of pointing towards November the 6th. So it looks like we kind of have an idea of when the Series X is going to come out. Um, however, Halo is not going to be there anymore, and they just gave it a 2021 date. Um, so that could mean a myriad of things. Um, I'm going to ask you first, Andrew. Um, do you think this has anything to do with this delay? Has anything to do with the backlash that Halo got for the release being not up to par graphically? One would say. I'd say a small percentage of it is just like mini games, cyberpunk, even destiny's next expansion. I think the, uh, the whole situation with the, uh, COVID and how people are working, I think they actually do need more time. Um, I think it's a shame that it won't be there for launch. I don't think it's going to hinder the sales, especially with a lot of those games coming on game pass. Anyway, you're still get you're still getting a, like a crap load of awesome games, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, besides the uh, the Play-Doh art style, you know, I don't think that is the sole reason. But I think it's a, a, a percent, you know, a little bit, you know, they took a little bit of a sting with that, for sure. I yeah, think. so it seems like uh, they talked on, um, there's on Animal Talking, for those of you unfamiliar with that, it's an Animal Crossing talk show hosted by Gary Whitta, who mm -hmm. wrote Rogue One and is on Kind of Funny and a bunch of other kind of video game outlets. Um, he had Phil Spencer on, and I don't know if the episode's on YouTube yet. I tried to find it, uh, but I couldn't. But basically, there's a lot of quotes from from that Twitch stream um, with them saying, you know, there was possibilities that we would release that they would release Halo, like maybe the multiplayer. Maybe they would release the multiplayer first and the campaign later, or vice versa. Or just kind of release Halo in different parts like that. But they didn't want to do that, which I think is the right call. Um, and I'm always, it's always disappointing when a game, especially a big game like Halo gets delayed, but, uh, 
you know, from when I was younger, I now understand that that means we get a better game one day. So, um, I'm down for the delay. I'm down. I, I think, uh, yeah, like you said, I don't think the graphics were a huge part of it, but it was definitely one of the things that were piled on. Um, and I'm glad that they just said 2021 because honestly, if they took until, you know, if they took six months, seven months, eight months just to make this like look incredible, run amazing, everything that you wanted to do before it came out, I'd be down with it because it's almost the opposite. It's almost like they're treating Halo like it's the end all be all of Xbox and they're treating the Series X like it's just, you know, it's just a machine. That's, it's a Game Pass machine, which is really what they're kind of going for this generation but jason what are your thoughts on uh on what this means for the series x launch as someone who wasn't going to buy halo and wasn't going to buy a series x at launch i am actually very disappointed to see it get delayed (laughs) because i think it's going to really hurt them out the gate and i don't want to see sony get another runaway success out the gate because i think competition breeds innovation and some stuff we got this generation like you mentioned earlier like crossplay sony held out so long because they were so far ahead um and so i really worry about kind of the industry as the whole as a whole if xbox has another generation where they're that far behind and i think having your flagship game mislaunch is a big deal um you know like you said it's the xbox hardware is more and more turning into a game pass machine. Um, and like we were talking about last week, it's like Microsoft is doing everything possible to get you to not buy an Xbox, but instead just pay for game pass on your PC, um, or some other device. But I, I, I slightly disagree with you. I wish they had released like a multiplayer component at launch. Um, you know, the, the PlayStation is going to have, uh, I think it's Astro's Playground is what they called it, um, built yeah, into like, it. Yeah. I think if they had had multiplayer Halo as the built-in for the Xbox, that would be <laughs> that would be a big move. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I also agree that you, you don't want to rush a game, delay it once, delay it twice if you have to, to get that amazing experience when you're finished. It's just really unfortunate that that delay has to happen to get it out of you know the launch window of the console. For sure. Um, so like, I don't remember. I was I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this as well. So I don't think that for the first quarter, I guess this is going to really do anything for the Xbox, um, like hinder it in any way. Only because and. I've I've through I'm always been a console gamer and I've always just kind of gone where the games are if they make sense like I was basically for PS3 360 I was 360 all the way up until basically the end of that life cycle and then got a PS3 and kind of played all the games and then it just so happened that Xbox 1 dropped the ball so hard that it switched over to PlayStation um but I think Xbox people not trying to be rude, but maybe this will come off a little rude. I think Xbox people that are hardcore Xbox are so used to not having <laughs> exclusive <laughs> games. <laughs> like they're just they're just 
you know, they have Game Pass. That's what Xbox people are. They're used to being thirsty. They are. They're like, they're not missing out on anything by not having Halo at launch. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they're used to. So I think there's still the the Xbox people that were going to buy a Series X are still going to buy a Series X, which is going to be like, it's still going to sell out because of that. Yeah. The Xbox people are, are, it's going to be summer next, like, you know, depending on how long Halo gets delayed. You know, it's going to be what what happens after the first month or the first two months when all the hardcore Xbox people buy all the Series Xs, and there's no Halo and there's no, unless they're hiding something, there's no you know big launch window game to get the average gamer to want to buy the Series X. And now you have people that were either on the fence or that were going to switch from PlayStation to Xbox. Now they have no reason to switch to xbox so it's just gonna be more for playstation so it's very interesting and and i know i've seen some people online that's like well playstation doesn't have a game the caliber of halo that's correct but you still have like andrew said godfall's probably i don't think they've said it's a launch title but it's probably going to be a launch title i think it is a launch title yeah i mean and honestly that's bigger than anything xbox has right now for a launch title it's not even that big and then you got spider-man mm-hmm. um on top of that and then you would assume ratchet and clank is either a launch title or shortly after it's definitely a launch window kind of game and then horizon maybe summer or next fall or something like that but you're going to consistently have like if you have spider-man and godfall at launch and then in february march april you have ratchet and then at the end of the summer or early fall, you have Horizon. It's just like at least you have something yeah. every four or five months, whereas Xbox, this big thing that they were relying on, is now gone from launch. And, you know, maybe we get lucky and they just needed two months, three months, and it comes out in January, February, March. But I don't know. I see it taking a, a little bit longer than that. I see them not saying anything else until it's, like, almost ready to go. So... I mean, realistically, 99% of gamers are willing to wait. I mean, we have a plethora of games. We're busy, you know, in our own gaming world, you know. So, like like we've already discussed, if, if they want to delay a game and we're going to get a much more polished game and all we have to do is wait, of course we're going to wait. So, I, I just, I hope developers, like, don't, you know, don't rush anything, you know what I'm saying? Just make the, like... Yeah best piece of art you can make and we'll 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 buy it when it comes out we'll wait i'm a big halo guy um i literally got an xbox one specifically for halo 5 and then was just like super disappointed with it so i didn't have an xbox one anymore after that but um the multiplayer for xbox i mean for halo 5 wasn't terrible it wasn't as good as you wanted it to be but it was still better than most multiplayer shooters um it's still fun, and then the Master Chief Collection obviously had a terrible six months to a year, but apparently it's in a really good place now. I don't know. I haven't really played it, but I agree. It's just like I don't want to see this game. That's why I'm glad that they said 2021 because I don't want to see this game again until they do the event that the last Xbox showcase should have been for it, where they come out and they're like, oh, my gosh, this game looks incredible. The multiplayer looks incredible. They have a freaking battle royale. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if they have Battle Royale. They're like, listen, we delayed it because we didn't have a Battle Royale, and now we know that all of y'all want one. So we'll put one. But that's what I want to say. I want to see the campaign looking stunning with all the ray tracing and everything in there. 
I want to see the multiplayer, all the modes and forge and everything like just ready to go when it launches. Um, I don't want to hear anything about it until that point personally. So hopefully we get that. Um, but again, besides that, it looks like the series X, um, it's going to come out in November and this comes from IGN. Um, Unboxing of a Legend Series S controller was posted by Reset Era user Jaw Muncher, who claims to have acquired the picture uh, from the owner of the controller's online registered warranty page. Um, there's also a sticker on the box. Um, he, Tom Warren tweeted out, Xbox Series X may launch November 6th. Tipster sells me boxes of the new controllers. Uh, have a do not open date of November 6th on them. These controllers leaked earlier this week, blah, blah, blah. Um, so some people are saying November 6th is going to be the date, but if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure like the PlayStation 4 controllers came out like a week or two weeks before the PlayStation 4 did. They did because I picked one up. I, I remember doing that. So, so I'm not so sure that the Series X is going to be this November 6th. Um, that would definitely, I think they would be first because I think PlayStation it's probably going to kind of do your, your typical stuff like they did last time, probably mid or late, later in November. So I think, yeah, I think it's probably these controllers are just coming out a week early or something like that. But we at least know it's November. We kind of figured that out anyway. It's the same with the PlayStation 5. Um, Andrew, do you agree, or what do you think this all of this Xbox stuff means for the launch of, of the PS5? Um. I mean, I think it's like you said, regardless, the the hard the the Xbox fan base is like super hardcore people that have been there since Xbox One. Uh, I, I know you and I have had our shifts, you know, um, yeah. and, you know, myself with PC has kind of changed my whole outlook on Xbox. But um, I don't think um, specifically um, that, you know, Halo not being at launch is going to hinder anything and or change the battle between the ps5 and the xbox i think i think a lot of people in general pretty much buy every console at some point i guess main hardcore uh gamers tend to do that but i don't think um i don't think it uh shifts the battle uh the console war uh coming november in any which direction more so yeah, I don't agree with some people online that are saying like this is the Xbox One all over again because it's kind of it's kind of the exact opposite because the Xbox One initial announce was so like anti gamer and mm-hmm. then they just backpedaled everything. Yeah. Whereas the Series X is a hundred percent like we are so pro gamer, like we don't care where you play our games. If it's on the Series X and you want to get the Series X and have all your games and all of the third-party games played at the max you can, or you can play on your PC, or you can play on your phone with xCloud and all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like the opposite of what they were doing with the Xbox One, but it kind of makes the Series X, like for me, out at the beginning of the summer, I was like, I think I'm going to get a Series X, and then as it kind of went along, I was like, definitely going to get a Series X, definitely going to get Halo. That's what's going to happen. And then they had the Halo showing, and I was like... I don't know. Maybe now I'm on the fence. You know, if they show me Halo, whenever they show Halo multiplayer again, if it wows me, maybe I can justify getting that or whatever. Uh, but now it's like, 
I have a one a Xbox One X, and God knows when I'll even need a Series X, especially if I get a PS5. So oh, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a strange world we live in, but at the same time, I have Game Pass, and like I said, I have Apple devices. If I had it, if it's possible to get X Cloud and just play it on my MacBook or whatever, like that'd be fantastic, especially until these bigger games like the Fable and the Halos and stuff start coming to Xbox. So who knows? It's gonna be fun to watch, though. I say that. It's gonna be wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, it's been a wild day it's been a it's been a wild year for video games that's for sure um any final thoughts here of anything we've talked about jason i'll give it to you first i think i am ready for another nintendo direct completely out of left field here just i don't we've had anything that We've had so many conversations about Sony and Microsoft. I'm ready for Nintendo to uh, to wake up and show back up to the party. Hey, they had a direct mini, okay? I saw that. <laughs> I knew it was going to be underwhelming, and I was still disappointed. <laughs> I knew it was going to not be what I wanted. Us to. Yeah. That, Do you that, think we get a Nintendo Direct before, like, when... If you had to guess when the next Nintendo Direct be, what would your best guess be? I think it has to be in like the next two to three weeks. I mean, I don't know from any company what we're playing this year except for Spider-Man. Like, Mm. and and, uh, Cyberpunk. But, you know, like, uh, outside of that, what else? And, um, okay, Assassin's Creed. So we have, like, a few known entities. I mean, there's some third parties, but yeah. Yeah, third party, like... I will say this, I've looked at my Switch and just been like, by the time there's a game that's going to come out, is there going to be a new bundle? Because like, now that that Animal Crossing update came out where you can have like cloud saves and crap like that, yeah, I'm like, why do I have my Switch here? Because by the time the next big game comes out, there's probably going to be a sick Switch and I'm going to want to get it. So I thought about just like, because there's, there's nothing. I wasn't yeah. even a, I, I didn't get Paper Mario. I don't know if I will. I just haven't been in the mood for a game like that. So, besides well, you, the three months of Animal Crossing that I destroyed on, now it's just like okay, now I have nothing, and I don't know what's coming. Yeah. Well, you and I were talking right. before we started recording. You know, I picked my 3ds back up. Like, <laughs> it's that slow. <laughs> it's that slow. It's that uh, rough. Yeah, I'm just ready for all the companies to start showing their cards. Everyone is playing everything so, like, close to their chest that I am ready. I'm ready for some big reveals from everyone. So. Andrew, final thoughts. Go. I want to know why they are holding back on the dates, why they're holding back on the prices. Uh, Are they waiting for each other to announce those things? Uh, To tell you the truth, I'm more excited for a Switch Pro over the PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X, but, you know, I'm still waiting. (laughs) Even if it's a Switch Pro dock, you know what I mean? Oh, a smaller dock, like a a travel one? Like an official Nintendo travel dock? Please. I'm just saying, like, instead of doing an entire Switch Pro, you just do the dock that's, like, all interesting. So it can play. You can just put your Switch in there, and it upbreads everything. So you can play Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk at 
crappy graphics, but you can still play it. I see. I see. Um, but yeah, I think at this point, now that Halo's been delayed and PlayStation now, I'm really hoping they don't, but it's almost just natural for you to be like, well, for PlayStation to be like, well, we can't lose now. We can't lose the launch, at least, because they have absolutely nothing um, as far as a big game goes. So I'm really hoping that this isn't the case, but I think Xbox will be cheaper because I think they have to be even cheaper now. I think PlayStation is going to say their price first, and it's just going to be $399 for the digital version, $499 for the disc version, and then Xbox Series X is going to come out, and we're like $350 for the series X or something like that. And then the series S is going to be super cheap. Um, because if they, if they are, if they lose the price war with no big game at launches could be a disaster again. But I think PlayStation will now come out and say their price first. I know they've both been waiting, but now I think PlayStation just like, there's nothing they can really do to beat us. As long as our price isn't six and $700, we're going to be fine. Yeah. I think we'll know one of the consoles' prices this month. Ooh. For sure. I, I've, I've thought that... I was looking at the calendar at the beginning of this month. And I was like, I bet they still do like they're either August 20th, which is a Thursday, or the 27th, which is the next Thursday. Actually, I'll go a step what further. Is- I will say we'll get not only the price of the Xbox next week, we will get the second Xbox and both prices next week. Jeez, I, I, I say that because what is your selling point for the Series S? If it's price, you have to know what that price is to make it a selling point. Yep. I mean, there is minimal victory still to be won for Xbox. They can win them both. Like, if you can get your pre-orders out first, like if tomorrow they're like Series X pre-orders are live now, that may sway a couple people. You know, they'll go out and pre-order it, and then maybe when the PS5 comes, pre-orders come out, they can't pre-order it for whatever reason. So yeah. they can maybe take one of those. And then, as well, if their release date is November the 6th, and PlayStation is like two weeks after that, that gives you that first dibs, two-week gap for someone to come in there and get a next-gen where they can play their third-party games like Cyberpunk or Avengers or Madden or whatever at the highest possible rate. Like, that's that can be a small win, too. Yeah. So I think they, got, they definitely have to do that. Andrew- I think PlayStation is going to be first now. I know this isn't a predictions episode, but I'm, I'm just laying it down so that you can come back to me and be like, man, you are from the future. I, I'm calling <laughs> it now. Series X is going to be $499. Series S is going to be $349. I, I, I feel right. very strongly that this is going to be what it Luck, is. Lucky for you, I have a Google Sheet with all of our 2020 predictions. I, I feel like you it's going to happen. I mean, those. okay, you touched on those controllers that leaked out. Um, and like you said, you know, the warranties were registering as November 5th, 2021, which is 365 days past November 6th of this year. So I think, you know, one of the systems will launch then. Um, and I, I what think did you say for price, I'm, I'm writing it down here. Series said- S, I think 349, three, 299 would be stupid aggressive. And I would probably go out and buy one, even though I don't have any games I'd care to play on it. But I think three forty nine, and then I think the Series X is four ninety nine. I cannot imagine they're putting that much technology into something cheaper than that. How do you want better? 
I I said at the beginning of this year because our 2020 predictions. I don't know. A couple episodes ago, we went over them and they were just disastrous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we did this in like January. But you didn't predict the but end of the world. We did not predict the end of the world, unfortunately. <laughs> but maybe we did. You know, I guess you have to listen to find out. Um, release date wise, no one picked the six. We have a November 10th. We have, oh, this is for PS5. I said October 30th for Xbox, so I may be the closest. But for cost, we have basically, yeah, four ninety nine, and then Shibby said, uh, Shibby was the only one at the beginning of this year that said the Xbox is going to have two SKUs. No one said the PlayStation was going to have two SKUs. Um, so he's a genius. Maybe he's from the future, I don't know. But I'm going to do you one better. Obviously, I said that the Series X would be four ninety nine. I think that the X is going to be... I don't know. I think that the S will be at least two ninety nine, maybe even cheaper. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Especially if it's what some of the rumors are that it's a ten eighty p console, still has all the innards, but it's not like the craziest thing ever. I think they just want they have they're just going for it. You can make the X four ninety nine, maybe the X is even three ninety nine, and the S is two ninety nine, which would be crazy. That would It'd be, be a win. Same. They have to do something now they don't have Halo. So it'll be fun to watch. But that's going to wrap it up here for this episode. Again, we have a giveaway going on right now. So if you subscribe to our podcast, just do a tweet, Instagram story, or post, whatever you want. Just make sure you tag Logon Games. Um, We are at Logon Games on all the platforms. So just tag us in in a screenshot or whatever of you subscribing to us on any podcast platform. And you will be entered to win the $20, either PSN card or Xbox card, depending on what you want. That will be, the winner will be chosen Saturday, August 15th, probably Saturday night. I tend to do them a little bit later. So uh, make sure you do that. And extra entries for rating or sharing the links. So if you want to get some free money, if you want to get, you know, $20 for Xbox so you can save it. And then if you, when Halo comes out, you'll you'll get twenty dollars off. You know what I mean? Twenty dollars on Xbox buys you at least a hundred games for <laughs> three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's gonna be it. We want to thank you all for listening. New podcasts upload every Friday right here. Um, any comments or topics? See, I already already forgot about the the comments and the tweets and stuff. We already talked about them, but I will give some people some shout outs here. Um, at Roman Valerio two said, Hey guys, I've got one question for you. Has the sad news of Halo infinite being pushed to 2021 had any impact on your decision to buy a series X or not? And in your opinion, which, which of the two has more selling power for you next gen games or next gen hardware? We kind of went over that a lot for me personally. There's no reason for me to get a series X now. I was on the fence about it, but now not. Um, I think we also had one more. Um, from S, I'm going to butcher this name. S. Kozrev. That's that's all I'm going to say. His name's Slava. It's I'm just going to say Slava. That's his first name. Is gaming purely about money? Question mark. What do you think about Apple's decision to refuse their users' access to Project X Cloud? So we went over that too. But want to give them shout outs. Thank you guys for writing in. Keep writing in. 
maybe next time I won't be a dope and forget, and we'll give you a shout out when we when we talk about the topic. But that's gonna do it all for us here. We will be with you all again next time. All right, let's break it. Yeah. See ya.